Coming up, God puts up a barrier for us, gives us a sign, <laughs> right? That don't don't touch, don't go here, and we end up going anyway. We are just like them. Spiritually crossing the barrier, ignoring the sign, and then when we get chewed up in life, we're wondering what happened. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One podcast ministry of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. You wouldn't intentionally put yourself in harm's way, would you? Well, we do this spiritually every time we ignore our real enemy and leave the safety of God's presence. Join us for the message series, Maximum Security, where Pastor Rob discusses the various ways we can be spiritually secure and protected. Here's part two of the message, the real war. We treat um, the, 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 the enemy and the things that the enemy puts before us as if it's a little poodle or something. When really it's, it's, it's not even, I used to say when it's really a pit bull, but the text says it's really a roaring lion. Okay, and, and can you imagine uh, something being a roaring lion and you're acting like it's a, a, uh, a poodle? See, see, spiritually, we like some of them folk we, we see on TV, God bless their heart, but somehow they, they, they feel like it's okay to go up and pet some of these animals in the zoo. All right? And it's sad. It's really sad that what happens sometimes, you know? And, and when the sign says, don't touch, I mean, they cross the barrier. Some of them have climbed over the barrier. But... Here's the thing, many of us do that spiritually. Uh, God puts up a barrier for us, gives us a sign, <laughs> right, that don't, don't touch, don't go here, and we end up going anyway. We are just like them, spiritually crossing the barrier, ignoring the sign, and then when we get chewed up in life, we're wondering what happened. At some point, as we were talking about maturity earlier, I hope that we would mature and be like, oh, been there, done that, don't want to do that again. Okay? And so the devil is the devil himself. Um, he's your enemy. Uh, he, he uh, uh, again, he doesn't just want to pet you and play with you. He wants to devour you. Number three, uh, he is tricky. He is tricky. He is. Ephesians 6, 11 says, put on the full armor of God so that you can fight against the devil's tricks. He's tricky, y'all. <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll fool you. He, he has schemes. Uh, Genesis 3.1 says, now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? Notice how the enemy, your enemy, our, my enemy, used the serpent, which was the craftiest of the animals, to make this, uh, tell this half-truth. Or this lie about God. Didn't God really say you must not eat of any tree in the garden? Trying to raise doubt 
to them. And and Eve responded, no, he said, we can eat. He said, notice how he said, you, you shall not eat from any tree. That wasn't the truth. And so the enemy is tricky. You got to know that. Okay. Let me show you just how tricky he is. Revelations 13, 11 through 14 says, then I saw a second beast coming out of the earth. It had two horns like a lamb. Y'all get this? Okay. This, this is making reference to our enemy. He saw a second beast, and it had two horns like a lamb. Y'all know that our Lord and Savior, one of his, in fact, we was going to sing the song today. We didn't do it, um, the Lamb of God. Uh, our love song to the lamb. Jesus is the lamb of God. He's the sacrificial lamb. So he's saying there was a, there was a, a, a second beast that had two horns like a lamb. I told you he's tricky. But he spoke like a dragon. Verse 12, it exercised all authority on the first beast on its behalf and made the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast whose fatal wound had been healed. Y'all see that? It's, it's, it's telling us that the, the, the enemy is tricky. He's, he's impersonating our Lord. And then it says he had a fatal wound that was healed. He's impersonating our Lord. Verse 13, and it performed great signs. He tricky, y'all. Even causing fire to come down from heaven to the earth in full view of the people. Because of the signs it was given power to perform on behalf of the first beast, it deceived the inhabitants of the earth. It ordered them to set up an image in honor of the beast who was wounded by the sword yet lived. Y'all see that? This, this is the act of the enemy impersonating our Lord. In fact, trying to impersonate the crucifixion. The fact that he died and lived. Okay. That's how tricky he is. And look, it, 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 he tricked some folk. Okay. Uh, it's, it's giving us prophecy here, but it was effective for some. Because he did great signs. So notice how tricky he is. He mixes his, his schemes in with some things that, 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 that appear to be good that appear to be powerful, that appear to be of God. He, he intertwines it in there. But the truth of it is, it's a trick. Okay? It's a trick. And if we're not sharp enough, and if we're not equipped enough, if we haven't put on the full armor of God, we can be tricked. We can be deceived by our enemy. He's really tricky. All right. So B, write this down. We must understand the manifestation of his work. We must understand the manifestation of his work. Now, if what we've covered so far hasn't made you want to protect yourself a little more than you did before, maybe this will because of the manifestation of his work. Number one. Because of his work, life is extremely difficult. Life is extremely difficult. 
He did his tricks, and now life is difficult. Y'all know at some point for mankind, life didn't used to be difficult. Okay? In fact, God said everything was good. We, we covered in a message not too long ago that Adam and Eve were the only persons who could say that, who can really say it's all good. There was no one else on the planet who could say that, really, only them two. It, it was all good for them. But look what happened here in Genesis 3, 16 through 19, after they sinned. This is God talking to him. And to the woman, he said, God said to the woman, I will make your pains in childbearing very severe. With painful labor, you will give birth to children. Your desire will be for your husband and he will rule over you. To Adam, he said, because you listened to your wife and ate fruit from the tree about which I commanded you. You must not eat from it. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil, you will eat food from it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you. You will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground. Since from it, it you were taken, from dust you are, and to dust you will return. Because they sinned, life got hard. Childbearing for women. Painful, toilful work for men. And the list goes on and on. We can make a long list, you know. Maybe if that don't, that don't strike your thing, back aches, headaches, all right? <laughs> Stomach aches, vomiting, um, migraines, all kind of stuff. Anything that's not good, it came because of the works of the enemy. And what he did in the garden. So if, if, if what he did in the garden, if his work can affect all of that, you can imagine what his work if, in your life, if you're not guarded against him in your life, how he can wreak havoc in your life, can wreak havoc in your life. Uh, I, I shared with you um, um, some time ago when the Lord spoke to me when I was in the hospital, one of the things he showed me, he just, it was, just took me back on how the enemy had um, gotten me off course in my whole life. Just took me back to my childhood and just, I was just seeing these flashes of images and it was all indicating how the enemy used all these things to get me off track. It was very vivid and very clear. And so the enemy is real. The enemy can wreak havoc and has wreaked havoc in your life just like he did mine. So we need to be protected from him. Now look here in this passage that God said to Adam. He said, you, you will produce, he, he says, uh, uh, cursed is the ground because of you through pain and toil, you will eat food from it all the days of your life. Y'all hear that? And verse 19 says, by the sweat of your brow, you will eat your food until you return to the ground. One of the messages we need to get from that is that I think we need to rethink retirement. Okay. <laughs> we need to rethink what retirement going to look like, uh, will look like. God told Adam, your whole life until you die. You're going to be toiling, getting your food. 
Now, this is some serious business. This is some serious business because we've, we've grown up in this Western, you know, mentality <laughs> of what retirement is supposed to look like, <laughs> right? And, and God told Adam, you will not retire in that sense from you're going to be working and toiling to get sustenance. But our picture of retirement is I'm just chilling and the checks are coming, Right? <laughs> And, and coming, and coming, and I'm just chilling. I'm chilling, going on vacations, and I'm chilling. That, that's, the image, that's the image of retirement. And some of us have, have retired thinking that's what it was going to be and fell right, right by back into something else that they didn't expect. So I'm, I'm, all I'm saying to you is that you need to rethink retirement. Because we we look at it from a Western and from this way that the that that we'll see we'll see later that the the system of the world which we'll talk about has put into our mindset about it. Okay. And I'm not telling you not to retire. I'm telling you you need to think again about it. What does it look like? Okay. And and I don't think God intends for you to just chill. And chill. And chill. Uh, can you leave your job? Yeah, okay. I'm going to stop working there because I can't, I can't do it no more. My body can't do it. That's fine. But I think you need to be doing something, though. <laughs> something. It don't, it don't mean you report into a regular job, but you need to be doing something. Because God's told Adam, you're going to do this until you die. Until you die. So the idea of not doing anything is really not in the plan. We need to rethink it. Uh, number two, the manifestation of his work. We now have two more things to fight against. We now have two more things to fight against. Okay. A, the world, the world. John 12, 31 says, now, in, now is the time for judgment on this world. Jesus talking, now the prince of this world will be driven out. And Jesus said this when he was beginning to, to tell him about his death, burial, and resurrection. He says that the process of driving the prince of this world out is, is about to start happening. And Jesus refers to the prince of this world, that there's a prince of this world, speaking of our enemy, the devil. And the reason that the devil is the prince of this world is because of what happened in the garden. Remember, God said he created man to take dominion of this world. He gave man dominion of the world, of all created, all that was created. And when man sinned against God, we lost some of that dominion. And now it gave the enemy place to come in and rule and be a ruler of the world. To be a prince of the world. And create a system. And the world is a system. It's a system. It's a kingdom itself. It's, 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 a, it's, it's a culture. It's a way of doing things, a way of thinking. It's a... Yeah. It had no place. The only way it could get in was through the way the devil did it because he knew he, that God had gave man that. 
and he had to go and take it from him. He had to, he had to, he, that's the only way he, he can get dominion like that. Okay. And if Adam hadn't let him in and given it up, his position that God had given him, then the enemy couldn't have it. <clears throat> Second Corinthians 4, 4 says this, the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. So here it calls, it's calling our enemy the God of this age, of this time. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. You know God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin so that you could live with him forever. If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I sinned against you. I made some mistakes in my life. I believe that Jesus died for my sins and my mistakes and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life come into my heart, take control, transform me to reflect the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to personally welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to connect with the church near you so that you can learn more about Jesus, grow closer to God and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. Good news is, is it, it in, inspires when you're at war. Yeah, boy. And I got to tell you, if you're not inspired by good news about your spiritual war, maybe you ain't been fighting for the right team. <laughs> maybe it's just been too easy for you. You don't need no inspiration. Everything's just going too smooth. You're not facing the, the, the aftermath of the enemy attacks. Good news inspires. Thank you for listening.